Welcome to Embrace the Suck with Benny. Let's go. Well, actually, he said, let's go. So, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Benny, the host of Semper. Sometimes this is my segment called Embrace the Suck. So I'm going to be having a guest on tonight, uh, somebody who was referred to me by none other than Michael Reynolds. So for those of you who don't know who Michael Reynolds is, he is the artist behind this amazing photo of me. Maybe even the best photo ever taken of me. It is amazing. Thanks to him, it looks like that. I look better than I do anywhere else. I'm waiting on my guest to hop on. So while I do so, I just wanted to hop on and say hello to everybody and let everybody know that I do apologize for our little fiasco that we just had on YouTube on a live every day. We were trying out something new, and apparently the new thing that we thought was going to be good didn't work out. And unfortunately, you guys weren't able to hear the amazing conversation we had with none other than Brian Tallyman. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be having we're going to be having him back on here in the near future. And right now I'm waiting for my guest. So I really want to just hop on and just say hello to everybody and let you guys know that I have been a little, you know, out of the loop dealing with life, dealing with family, dealing with two podcasts. Um, so doing seven days a week on a podcast is quite crazy, but I enjoy it. I love it. Wouldn't want to ask for anything else or anything more. So being able to navigate those waters with my own podcast and being the co-host of another podcast is definitely something that I'm doing while also writing a book. No, I'm kidding. I'm not writing a book. I'm not sure if maybe I should write a book one day, but I don't know how interesting it would be. I have been told that I should do stand-up comic. I don't know, stand-up comedy. But I really just wanted to hop on before the show started to just kind of say hi to everybody because I haven't been here in a while. So if you have any questions and or want to comment or talk about anything phenomenal, please let me know because in order to make this podcast the podcast that you need, I need your input. I cannot be better if you don't tell me how bad I suck. So, in order to be better, you got to let me know what's going on. Follow me on Instagram, Semper underscore sometimes. Hey, the thing that I hate about StreamYard is that you don't know who's watching. So unless you comment, how many platforms are you broadcasting? Right now, I'm on YouTube and Facebook. Unfortunately, StreamYard does not allow you to broadcast on Instagram. It's freaking annoying. Um, and I don't have a Twitter Maybe I should start a Twitter because um, you can do like Twitter and Twitch and stuff like that. So right now, the only place that I will be is YouTube and Facebook. But what I hate is that it says I have three people watching, but I don't know who those three people are. So, hmm. Boom, 
boom, boom, boom, boom, boom, boom, boom, boom. Da 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 dum 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 dum. Who is? If you are here, leave me a comment so I can talk to you about less about the comment. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope your life is amazing. Today was my daughter's second birthday, so happy birthday to her. My son's fourth birthday will be Sunday. Um, explaining to him that yesterday's birthday party wasn't really like. So we had a birthday party for him yesterday. And he's like, it's my birthday. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad that it does because it's worth it. You know, I've I've been doing this without one. At first, I was doing it with the AirPods, and I thought that was phenomenal. And then I heard, then I started listening to it on my own, and I was like, eh, it's not really that great. And uh, I've been told that this microphone sounds a lot better, so I'm glad about that. But um, so thank you for that, sir. And then, uh, yeah, so today, so yesterday we had a birthday party for the kids and my son is like, oh, well, today's my birthday. And I'm like, nah, not really. Tomorrow's your sister's birthday. And then he's like, well, then tomorrow's my birthday. I'm like, no, not really. It's actually next week. So then he's like, my birthday's tomorrow. And now we're trying to get him to understand that, like, he has to wait a week until his birthday. So it's quite confusing and quite hectic, um. So he wanted to wear his fourth birthday T-shirt every day this week. And unless we're doing laundry every day, we're not going to let that happen. Um, I guess stand by waiting for the guest to hop on. So how is everybody's day? How's everybody's life going? If you guys need um, need some artwork done, go head over to 40 Mike Mike on Instagram. The guy's phenomenal. Great guy. Great husband. Great mentor. Great person all around. Um, and even better artist. The guy is phenomenal. Tell me how the other day I'm on an Instagram live with this guy. And as we're on the Instagram live, his eyes are just bulging. And I'm like, dude, this guy's definitely writing. A, uh, he's definitely drawing a picture of all of us right now. Let's go. As soon as the interview is over, he tags all of us in this photo that he just sketched out. And then and then not we're not done there. Then I go over and I'm like, hey, man, let me get that off of you. I will pay to have that baby in my house. And he goes, what this sketch? Yeah, that sketch. I need it. I want it. I need that. Um, if you are looking for work to be done, definitely hit him up. Phenomenal guy. Great, 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 great work. Got a website. Got like he does. Um, he does work for nonprofits. He you know, he worked with Pat's Purpose. So definitely go reach out um, <clears throat> if you want your world to be rocked by some awesome military artwork and or some civilian type stuff. Uh, just go, just go look at what he's doing. It's some great stuff. Boop, 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 boop. I guess next time I shouldn't start seven minutes before the guest hops on. I've got four other people here. Yes, yes, definitely. So Pat's Purpose is a nonprofit organization that was started by Julian, Brianna, 
and I cannot remember. I believe Chelsea is Pat's fiance. I believe it's Chelsea. I feel horrible that I don't remember, but Pat's Purpose is an amazing group of people who started a nonprofit um, <clears throat> for Patrick Duva, Corporal Patrick Duva. He was uh, he was an acquaintance of mine. I, I you know someone that I met a few times um, before his passing. One of my good friends, um, Sergeant Devaney, who recently got married. Um, that was his best friend, like grew up together, played freaking little league together, did a whole bunch of great stuff. My man. Yo, 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 yo. Here he is. What is up? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice, man. So introduce yourself to everybody who does not know who you are. Okay, so... My name's uh, Nico Flores or Sergeant Flores. I'm a Marine recruiter here in the Central Valley in California. Oh, wow. I've been in the Marine Corps for almost nine years now. And I've been to a few different duty stations, a few countries, seen a lot of different parts of the world. And now Nice. Nice, man. So what how do you how do you enjoy being on recruiting duty? Like how? What is your thought process behind it, and and also how long have you been on the duty? Okay, so how do I enjoy being on recruiting duty? So at first, it was a lot of hearsay through the Marine Corps people that have been on the duty. My mass sergeant, for example, like, nah, bro, you're going on recruiting duty. I loved it, bro. But to you, just <laughs> own, everyone has a different experience on this duty. At first, I was a little hesitant, but. I'm really good at talking with people and holding down a conversation. So it took me a while to like get a little bit out of my shell, but I like the duty so far. It's uh, it's definitely what you make of it. And 100%. I've been on the duty for now. I just have a countdown calendar, but I've been on the duty since uh, December <laughs> of 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. So you've been out there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yo, ditch this countdown calendar, man. Stop with the stop with the you know three hundred days in the wake up. Just yo, know, it makes it that much longer, bro. When you mm -hmm. when you start that, and and so I'm I'm glad that you say that though. You know, with the with the mentality, right? Because everybody, you know, when you will when you find out you got hissed or you or you know you find out, hey, I'm going on recruiting duty. All of a sudden, all you just you just see these blank stares across the everybody's like ah! and you know and that's and that's the thing for me man is that like that's why i started this segment of my podcast was i wanted to create a place where people can talk about the positive things that happen on recruiting duty because all you ever hear is the negative connotations towards the duty you don't hear about you know the the lives that are being changed or you know the the, the skills that you're gaining as a young leader you know, and, and the skills that you're going to be able to take back to the Fleet Marine Corps, you know, you don't really, no one really talks about like, hey, this changed my entire life in a positive way. So that's some of the questions that I definitely want to ask you. And, and you know, I know I, I know one of the things that you had spoken about, how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 31. You're 30. Okay. So we're the same age. So, you know, one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about you and especially with you being on the duty right now is that. You know, funny thing. So I remember, you know, we already had today set up, right? So I was at the gym earlier today, and there was these two guys that were talking, and they were talking about. 
I guess like they both work in some sort of like high end business, right? They both just graduated college. They have their bachelor's degrees and they're both talking about how they're 23 years old and they've been put in this leadership position and they're being told how they have to go and talk to these people and they have to go and fire some people. And, and they're like, dude, these guys are like really older than me. You know, these guys are like this and like, how can I go and do that? I'm only 23 years old. And like, I, I just sit there and in my head, as I'm working out, I'm just laughing because I just, I'm just like, dude, like these are guys who the only thing they've ever done is gone to college for four years and they don't have leadership experience. They don't have any of these things. So when they get this degree and then they get this job, they're like, well, how do I go and do this? So like, so one of the questions I want to ask you is why should somebody join the Marine Corps out of high school instead of going to college? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So joining the Marine Corps out of high school instead of going to college and then pursuing another route, I feel like somebody should join the Marine Corps after high school because one, it gets you out of your hometown. So you're not staying around the same crowd. You're able to develop new friends, travel the world for free, get an experience, and you're put in different leadership roles that give you the ability to be in charge. So a lot of these jobs here in the area, like yeah, in and out is cool, but I, I couldn't see myself being a manager there. And me personally, I I was born and raised in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and I joined just to get stationed at Camp Lejeune. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's for me. But I feel like everyone should get away from their hometown because you need to fly away from the nest and experience the world on your own and get your own taste of the world. You don't need yeah. somebody always feeding you negativity or your friends or your parents telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. You need to make those experiences on your own and also make the mistakes on your own and learn from them. And that's the only way you're able to grow is leaving your hometown and seeing what the world has to offer. Bro, dude, I completely agree with you on that. And and it's funny because like, I'm so like when I was on recruiting, I'm a point, even on my podcast in real life, on my other podcast and I'm a co-host of like, I'm just a real dude. And I speak, facts and i speak like if this is how i say it this is how i'm gonna say it anywhere right so when i used to do um table like high school talks at the school i i, w- I was able to be the recruiter of my high school because i'm an ead recruiter right so i was actually able to go back to my high school that i graduated from and i would be in classes that i used to have like with teachers that used to be my teachers so they saw the complete transition from the dude who was you know hanging out smoking pot and you know, never showing up to class to now this guy who's, you know, owns two houses, family, you know, and everyone's like, wait a minute, who the heck is this guy? Right. So I would start off these, you know, my my classes and I would just look at people and I would, there was like a leadership seminar that I did. And, you know, I would ask everybody, but hey, raise your hand if you know Bob and everybody would just be like the whole class would raise their hand and I'd be like. So, you know, Bob, right, who works at ShopRite, and they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, guess what Bob thought? And they'd be like, what do you mean? He thought, just like you, he wouldn't be working at ShopRite and just stocking shelves. He said, hey, it's going to be three years, and after this three years, I'm going to go to college, and I'm just going to work it up, da-da-da-da. And then Bob never left. And Bob never left his hometown. And Bob has been nowhere. And I'm like, do you want to be Bob? And everyone's like, no, that'll never happen to me. That won't be me. And I'm like, but do you think Bob thought that? 
Do you do you think Bob thought that it was gonna like he was just gonna never leave Shoprite, and and that's exactly what I would talk to them. I and I would ask them that I'd be like, you know, growing up, you know, see, I'm talking to seniors. I'm like, growing up, did you grow up and say, hey, I can't wait to never leave my hometown? Like, were you just like, was this is excite? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to college to just stay right here. And it's just like, like, what do you and and then you know questions that I would ask are like. What do you want to do? Like, what are your plans and stuff like that? And everyone always has the same, like, I don't know. And it's just like, well, don't you think you should probably learn? Like, like, what are your, you know, so like, so what are some of the reasons why you joined the Marine Corps? And and have you seen yourself gain those experiences while on recruiting duty, while in the Marine Corps, like stuff like that? Okay, so that's a good, that's a great question, actually. So the reason I initially chose the Marine Corps is because my uncles were in the Marine Corps. My dad was in the Marine Corps. So I had that discipline and that upbringing by my uncle being a drill instructor and <laughs> always me and my cousin washing dishes when we were like five, six, seven, eight years old and ironing his uniform before he goes back to the island. And just that discipline right there is that's when I realized that that's the kind of discipline I need in my, in my life. And I know I was probably too young to make that decision at the time being nine years old. But ever since that day, like it's always been my goal. And then graduated high school, had a kid directly after that, had a little custody battle after that kind of put a hold on the Marine Corps because you need a lot of paperwork, temporary custody yeah. to be given to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So that put me on hold for four years. So I was working at Sonic and, uh, not going anywhere, but then finally got the paperwork uh, started and finished and went to boot camp. And the main reason I chose the Marine Corps is because I wanted to not only provide a better life for me, but a better life for my family. And I knew in the Marine Corps, I would be able to do that because medical, dental benefits, I would be able to get uh, leadership and discipline as well as time management. I'm going to be honest with you. You can ask anybody I work with and time management is not my strong suit. So I, <laughs> I think this duty is helping me out a lot, but I think the Marine Corps at the end of the day, it's, it's been really good to me and to my family because I'm able to take my children to the doctors if they need to. And I've been able to travel the world. And if you would have asked me when I was in high school, if I would have seen myself traveling to Europe or Africa, I probably would say like, nah, I don't, I wouldn't have time to save with the money, but being able to travel and get that experience has been pretty awesome in the Marine Corps. And I'm looking to do the Marine Corps until they kick me out. Nice. Nice, man. So how, how has your experience on, on recruiting duty been like, do you, and, and listen, I know the hours are crazy, the day. And then a lot of times you, you go through so much during the day and you, you feel like it's a thankless job a lot of times, uh -huh. but you know, what, right now with you being on the duty, what are some experiences that you've been able to have that you look at and you're like, wow, I'll never forget this time. Or like, I'm sure that there's probably poolies that you now have seen become Marines that you're like, dude, I had, I had a hand in that. Like, what are some experiences that you've been able to, you know, have and enjoy? All right. So first thing I will say this, I have seen a lot more red hatters on this duty than I have the past nine years in the Marine Corps. They're always coming to you. Got any stickers or any? Yeah. <laughs> I was in Nam and World War II. And then the red hatters are time bandits, but 
being able to share those experiences actually with those past veterans of the Marine, the Armed Forces, Army, uh, Marine Corps, Navy is a really good experience because it opens up your your eyes to how far the military and the Marine Corps in general has come from 1918, 1775 till present day now. And some of the changes that we're seeing in our community as well as with uh, today's generation. And one thing that I started doing once I got here is I started volunteering in the community. So I started volunteering with uh, the Kiwanis Club and getting out in town, going to some of the schools and stuff like that. And I feel like that's helped me because it helps me network in the community. So if I never, if I ever need somebody like to work on a car or if I know somebody looking to buy a car, I know somebody that works at that dealership and the small network that I'm, I'm doing on this duty is paving the way for the future because not only am I going to have uh, not only am I going to have that asset when I get back to the Marine Corps and being able to network in other different fields and MOSs, but I'm going to have the time management on top of that. And I feel like the time management on this duty and building my SMR book every single day and transitioning it out to every two weeks and building and closing out your month, it's working on my time management and working on the weekends as well. So when I get back to the fleet, fleet Marine Corps, it's not going to be a big deal if we have to stay a little late or if I have to come in and work on the weekends because I'm already pretty much used to it. It's just I become accustomed to this nature on recruiting duty. So kind of like coming in on the weekends, it's inevitable. Even if you you do have a shipper going out on Sunday or a pool function on Saturday. So I look forward to changing these young men and women's life for the better and getting them out of their hometown so they can go out and explore the world on their own and get a taste uh, for reality. Yeah, dude. And, and you know, my buddy Anthony said, communicate with those retired Marines. They will help you more than you know. Dude, it, it is so true, man, because and that's a huge part that other other Marine recruiters forget about, man. You know, and, and like you were talking about with the SNR, you know, a lot of Marine Corps recruiters, especially myself, like I hated closing out my events. I hated, you know, actually doing a plan. And, and, and when you think about it, it's like, bro. If you actually use McCris the way that it's intended to be used, it will help you in a lot of ways. Um, and and especially with, you know, the communicating with those retired Marines, you know, like you have a contact card. You have a whole place for contact cards. Use it. Utilize it um, because it actually is helpful. And then on top of that, it also helps when, you know, you get to know people in your community. And, bro, I think it's amazing that you're that you're finding that time to to. um to volunteer because that is that shows uh, that shows the community what the marine corps is about right and i think that as marine corps recruiters a lot of times we forget about that part of it like we because we talk about it right the mission you know the marine corps mission is to return quality citizens to its community right but i feel like the marine corps as a whole a lot of times we forget about that part of it like we forget about the returning quality citizens um and when you're sitting here as a marine in the community helping different organizations helping different places that just shows them that like okay well you know what sergeant flores isn't just here to take my kids and bring them here he's actually here becoming a part of his community even though like you only 
you know, you're not from Cali, but right now you are. You're a part of this community. And and that just speaks volumes of who you are. Um, that speaks volumes of who you've become as a Marine, as a sergeant. Um, so I definitely want to thank you for that. But that's a good ex- it's a good thing to, to do. Because when you start meeting people through those avenues, then people are like, hey, actually, you know, so-and-so is interested in the reserve program. Or, hey, my son is interested in this and that and this and that. And, you know, like one of the things that I've always tried to encourage people to do on recruiting duty is to try to tie in Toys for Tots into the local RSSs. Because a lot of people don't do that. And it stinks because, you, you know, a lot of people talk about, Oh, it's so hard to find good reservists, or it's good. It's so hard to find the KG, and it's like, okay, well, are you looking for them? Are you looking for quality KGs? You know, and and are you also showing them what the reserve program is all about? And that's the thing is that we do not, as a Marine Corps recruiting force, we don't do a good justice of explaining to people what the reserve program is, because if you really think about it, most people when you speak to them, they're like, wait a minute, the Marine Corps has a reserve program. And everyone's like, yes. And a lot of people have no clue. They have no idea what the Marine Corps does, you know, and then active duty Marines like yourself. A lot of times, you know, when people are like, hey, what does a reservist do? And you guys are like, um, 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 I don't know. So a lot of times it's like hard to understand that. Um, so Mike Reynolds, Captain Reynolds, says Sergeant Flores changed my life in a positive way. How do you know what he's talking about? How did you change this Marine's life? Do you know? What I would say uh, about Captain Reynolds' comment is I'm not being conceited when I say this, but always keeping uh, PMA, positive mental attitude wherever Mm. you go in life because that time you wasted in being angry or being upset, that's time you can't get back. So I feel like when I worked at the ASP with Captain Reynolds in uh, Quantico, Virginia, I always showed up to work and I always got the job done. It may have not been on time, but (laughs) (laughs) but there were some stipulations because I've always, always uh, wanted to help out in every section. I had a certain section that I needed to help out in, but I wanted to volunteer my efforts and like, keys, storage, issues, segregations. I wanted to have a little piece of me everywhere. And Mm. I think just having that positive mental attitude and no matter your circumstance or what you're going through, that really says a lot about a person and their character. So I think that's what he's talking about. (laughs) Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, and I'm so glad that you bring that up, man, because – that I did a whole entire episode on that. And, you know, I had, I was on a part of this Facebook group and, and I put that in there and I said, Hey man, like, I don't know how many times people talk about F ma'am and J jazz and all this stuff. Right. And it's like, listen, all of those things are real. Yes, I get it. They're real, but you know, what's also real positive mental attitude. And if you keep coming in every single day and you're like, wow, guys, we're only halfway through F ma'am. Well then guess what? You're just starting your day off on a negative note like you're and he said he made it happen that's what he said i love it that's great so how do you how do you try to to hone that in like on recruiting duty how do you try to continue to have that positive mental attitude every day all right so with the positive mental attitude 
I like to read books. So books about your mind, books about positive affirmations and practicing that. I'm not a witch doctor or anything. So I like to read books because you expand your mind, you expand your knowledge on things. And at the end of the day, knowledge is power. And it's only power when you use, use that knowledge that you learn. So mm. through time, there's a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And there's a section in that book and it talks about uh, cancerous cells and healthy cells. So there's two Petri dishes. And if you take one cancerous cell and put it in the Petri dish with the good cells, over time, that cancerous cell is going to uh, become a positive cell. And if you do it vice versa with the uh, positive cell on the negative Petri dish, it's going to become cancerous over time. So it's all about your environment. And whether or not it is your environment, you need to set aside time for yourself to get your mind right, maybe meditate in the morning, go to the gym, go for a run, whatever you do that gets you in that mindset, you need to find time to do that because like I said, you won't be able to get that time uh, that time back at the end of the day. But I just feel mm -hmm. like there's um, there's really no reason to be like negative and like upset at the end of the yeah. day. Bro, I had I had this buddy of mine that was on duty. Um, he was one of my recruiters, and every day he was just like this negative, negative emotion in the office. And it came to a point where I was like, "Listen, bro, get out, leave the get, just get out. Do not, I don't want you around any of the rest of the Marines. Just like get get away from us, like you know." And 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 I, dude, I had one of my best friends, you know, Raymond Durkey, that's our Durkey. Um, you know, there was one day he came in, we were doing morning training on a Friday and he just had this attitude about him and I didn't know what was going on with him. And I just looked at him and I said, Ray, leave. I said, I just looked at him. One of my best friends, I was like, bro, just get, get out get in your car and just go for a drive. I was like, because right now you're going to get in the way of training and you're going to get, you're, you're already in this feeling of yours. So I was like, just get in the car, go get some coffee come back later and you know later on he came back and he was like hey boss i apologize for that and i was like listen bro dude we do this shit seven days a week bro i was like i get it i was like but if you if you need to walk in the office and tell me hey i need to go for a ride just go for a ride man because and that's the, that's what i love about what you're talking about man is because a lot of people when we talk about that you know we talk about like you said already you know hey man i work weekends you know i find myself i work a lot you know, a lot of the reason why we find that is because a lot of offices, and I'm not speaking specifically for yours because I don't know anything about your office, but a lot of the time, the reason why we find us ourselves working so much is because out of five Marines, three of them are really working hard, and then the other two are really not. And it's like, is everybody really pulling their weight? Is everybody really, you know, having that positive mental attitude? Because if one isn't, then that's going to affect the other four. And... So that's definitely a huge part of this this duty is being able to take those things, take the corrective criticism, you know, and 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 for someone like you know, my thing is is for someone like Captain Reynolds, man, someone who's been in the Marine Corps 20 years now, for him to look at you and be like, first of all, he he hit me up and was like, Bro, you need to have Nico on your podcast. And then for him to talk to talk about that, that just shows that number one, there's phenomenal leaders in the Marine Corps, right? And then it also shows that young Marines of sergeants, you know, and below 
can still make an impact to people that are, you know, captains and chief warrant officers and stuff like that. Because, you know, as we know, Captain Reynolds has been, you know, almost every rank so far. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just awesome that you were able to affect him in a positive way as a sergeant or as a corporal. And that's something that I think is awesome. And I think that that's how you've been successful on this duty because you've been able to be transparent. You are who you are and you have that positive men mental attitude. Is that, am I correct in saying that? I would say you are correct in saying that. Yeah. So what are some things that you are looking forward to now? Like how much, what, how much more time do you have? Like a year left? On this duty, I have about a year left and I extended for this duty. Oh, and I'm looking to submit my warrant officer package uh, by the middle of next year. I have to retake the ASVAB, obviously. I was hoping I could take the PICAT, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me take the PICAT. But uh, on, on top of that, if it does uh, get accepted and approved, it would be, I think, January 2024 is when I would be going to the course. But then after that, wherever the Marine Corps takes me. So I've been on the the East Coast and the West Coast. I've only been for uh, SDA, but I'm looking to go wherever the Marine Corps takes me. Whatever's going to help me progress in my uh, my my community, my MOS community, as well as the Marine Corps. I'm willing to go wherever. Nice. That's, that's awesome, man. This. That's what, and that's what they need to hear, right? <laughs> they, they need to know, like, hey, I'm, I'll go wherever you need me to go. Um, so what are, what are some of the things that you would say that you've – I know we talked a little bit about, like, time management, positive mental attitude. But what are some of the things that you've been able to gain while on this duty so far? Like, if somebody's coming out on the duty, you know, soon, what are some of the things that you could say to them, like, hey, these are some of the positive things that I've been able to, to get on? So some of the positive things. So how I feel, there's a lot of people that talk bad about the SDA, that people that haven't even been on this duty before, like, oh, you're going on recruiting, bro. Good luck. Like, they've never been on SDA. Like, not trying to be one of those guys, but you shouldn't have the right to talk about an SDA if you've never been through that experience in your career. So I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they hear that they got histed or selected for recruiting duty, like, uh, I don't want to do recruiting duty, man. Recruiting duty sucks and stuff like that. How I see it is, and I, I'm quoting uh, Captain Reynolds on this, but you control your destiny, okay? So what I mean by that, so if you continue to be in a negative mindset and um, you're going to continue to get negative paperwork, NJP, NIPLOC, whatever the case may be, but if you have that positive mental attitude that we were talking about earlier, you're going to continue to succeed and go far in life. And I feel like coming on this duty, you need to have that positive mental attitude because this SDA, as well as any SDA, is going to help you progress in your Marine Corps career, whether that be the going the warrant officer route like many Marines do or going back to the fleet and becoming a first sergeant or a master sergeant and leading your battalion or your company. So I feel like if you have that positive mental attitude coming out here, you'll do just fine. You just need to... Even if it's not your hometown or your AO that you're coming back uh, home to, get out in the community, network, find things to do. And I feel like if you find things to do and keep yourself occupied and think happy thoughts, you'll be good. Bro, and and that's the thing, man. I'm glad that you're saying that because it, 
that's the biggest thing, man, is that, you know, I and I've had people say this to me all the time on my podcast. You know, like I've had two sergeant majors say it and, and you know, they're like, hey, man, nobody nobody goes on recruiting duty wanting to fail. I will tell you this. I agree and I disagree with that statement because the moment you get histed and you have this negative connotation towards the duty, you are putting it in your head that it's OK to fail. Oh, you know, it's all right. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And it's like all of a sudden you have these Marines who go out on the duty. They're not putting their full effort in or they've heard these horror stories and now they've put this negative blockage in their mind and they're like, oh, dude, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Well, of course, it's going to suck because you're saying it's going to suck. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the thing about it is, is that like, yes, I agree that no one wants to do bad. No one wants to fail. But when you're going into the arena, the match, when you're going into BRC already with this in your mind that I'm going to hate this, well, then you're going to fail and or you're going to have the worst, longest three years of your entire life. And, you know, and that's like my buddy, like my buddy, Ray, I always talk about him because every day Ray would say, bro, I hate my life. Like he would literally say it. He would say, "Ooh, OK, I would definitely get on that. But one of the things that Ray would always he would always tell me, man, we all started and smoke. And I was so I was his recruiter. And then eventually I became a staff on COIC. And Ray would always talk about like, bro, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. This is horrible. Like, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be trash. I'm going to be trash. And right when he finally started getting it, but he would still go out there and fight every day. But he just had like these negative thoughts because he wasn't good. Like, he, no matter how hard he tried. He just wasn't good. He wasn't getting it, right? And finally, he starts getting it. He starts getting it. He's killing it. And like, finally, he's starting, you know, he's getting on his road. And then all of a sudden, he has a stroke. Has a stroke and ends up in the hospital. And he's off the streets for, like, a couple of days, like a week. And then they put him right back on the bag. Um, and now, mind you, when Ray had gotten this stroke, he decided... He had told the sergeant major that he wanted to go back on the duty and that he wasn't going to quit and that he's never quit something before. And the whole office is like, bro, you just had a stroke. Like, it is OK. Like, it's not you're not quitting, bro. Like, just go and be you and just go live a beautiful life, you know, and just get off the duty. Do it for us type thing. And he was just like, no, he was like, no, I can't do it. Like, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to fix it. And he and dude, he ended up writing like five or six you know, fours. Um, and he ended up in even and and dude, when I tell you like his stroke really affected him for quite a while, like there would be times where like he'd be on the phone and he would like he would stop and he would stutter. And so he had to like literally kind of teach himself how to do the whole recruiting thing over again. And but but no matter what, he didn't quit. And he still had that positive mental attitude every single day. He constantly would, you know, he would read books. He would listen to motivational speeches. He would, he would be doing all this stuff. And, and no matter how bad it happened, this dude really continued to fight every single day. And now he's off the duty. It's been almost a year now that he's been off the duty. He completed his tour and, you know, now he's back to a hundred percent health and he's loving life. And, you know, but it's just, it really just goes to show you, what can happen if you just work every day, 
put a good foot forward, have that positive mental attitude and, and just be able to fight for it. Um, so two things. One, apparently you're a movie star. I want to say a movie star, maybe like a, a YouTube movie star. Okay. All right. So uh, you want me to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Let's go. Let's go. All right. So Captain Reynolds, he's very inventive and creative so you know how like the 80s and 90s they had those those cheesy cringy commercials there was one called making it happen so making it happen is about a employee at a store and a new person that just gets hired on the job comes there and they're looking at the the store and he's walking them through kind of like a mentor and mentee so he's walking them through showing them all the different things at the store, the do's and the don'ts, the hazards. So Captain Reynolds had this idea to recreate that, but make it about the ASP. You can find it on YouTube. I don't, <laughs> I do not know the link, but I do know it's called <laughs> making it happen. M-A-K-I-N uh, apostrophe. It happened. And I think it's under, I think it's under Mike Reynolds, if I'm not mistaken, but so myself and a few other Marines at the ASP, we intentionally made this video because Captain Reynolds is big in the ammo community. So he used to work with a lot of um, a lot of Marines that are now GS employees that still work in the community. So this was geared towards them and we were going to use it at a mess night that got canceled due to COVID back in, I think it was 2020. So... Yeah, it was a wrestling video. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, we did the same exact thing. And it it was, uh, there was really a lot of thought into it. There was a script. We had to study the script. <laughs> and uh, I would just, it, it was fun making it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Captain Reynolds directed it. It was mean enough <laughs> game called uh, Corporal uh, Ayat. So when we were going into the magazine, we were taking little snippets of the original video and cueing it in with our video. So I don't know if anybody's ever been in a ASP or uh, an earth-covered mag. So in an earth-covered mag, it's just a concrete arch inside and they have lights in there. So in the video, they had like uh, some wires from an electrical light hanging out and go zzz, zzz. And then in our video, we had the same thing, but... Uh, the Marine looks up, takes a broom, like pokes the wires. And then there's a lot. And then he was like barefoot in the magazine. And I was like, oh, no, watch out. And there's rusty nails in the middle of the magazine. And then he's like, if you're not careful, a lieutenant from TBS could not be looking and walk right in. Oh, apparently he was talking about you were an extra in a movie before you joined the Marine Corps. Uh, I don't recommend anybody watch that. It's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cringe. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's I'll just tell you, I'll go ahead and embarrass myself, but uh, it's called The Hollow Oak Trailer by Chris Manny Productions on, uh, on YouTube. It's going to be hard to find. It's called the Spencer Bonfire Scene, but I just, it was a one liner. It, it was, uh, it was a low budget film that was locally, uh, filmed and, uh, shown at the movie theater in the area, but that was my only part. 
Nice. Well, good. do A, man. It's more movies than I've ever been in. <laughs> but um, so one of the other questions that Mike Reynolds, Captain Reynolds, asked was how does social media help hinder, help or hinder today's recruiters? Have you found it to be a tool? Do you enjoy using it? Are you good at using it? Do you know how to use it? So I do know how to use social media. Uh, coming out on this duty, I was always posting stuff on like, I'm more interactive on Instagram than I am Facebook, but I'm always posting stuff. I'm making interaction posts on social media so I can interact with the community in my area as well as Marines overseas and here. And I feel like it helps out on the duty if you use it correctly. Mm. What I mean by that is making interaction posts, posting something that's relevant to the community that would get discovered on somebody's for a you page on Instagram. And as far as hindering, I would say it can be seen in a, a different light in some people's for you page, because there are some recruiters, I'm not sure in my area, but that are like constantly negative and like, we'll have people come into the office and be like, bro, you don't want to, you don't want to do the Marine Corps and stuff like that, but they'll just paint a negative light on the military Marine Corps specifically. And that, that message is sent to that young man or woman and they go tell their, their friends back home or in the area. I'm like, yo, don't, don't talk to this branch. Cause I had uh, this experience with them, but mm. I feel like if you use, social media correctly and how it's supposed to be used while you're on the uh, recruiting duty, it will work for you in the end, but you have to constantly be involved with the community and interact with people and comment on their posts. But if you continuously to do that, you're going to start, like I said, popping up on people's for you page. They're going to start discovering you and you continuously post stuff. Uh, you post reels and stories and stuff like that. They're going to see that you're not a bot. And they'll be able yeah. to with you. Bro, I agree hundred percent, man. Like if you don't know how you, and that's the thing is a lot of people just don't know what they're doing. And 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 you know, like like some people are just like, you know, they'll send like this huge long caption and it's like, bro, like I'm not gonna like would you answer that? I'm not gonna answer that. Like, hi, this is Stafford so and so with the United States Marine Corps. I'm looking and it's like, bro, no, I'm not even I'm not even gonna look at that. Like, nope, have a good day. And you know, and also as a hindrance, it can be just time consuming because I know myself, I get lost on Instagram hours on on end. So if you're not allotting that time in your SNR and you're not, you know, paying attention and using it at the right time and stuff like that, it can definitely be a hindrance to your to your own time. And that just goes back into, like you said, that time management piece. Um, so one of the last questions I really want to just ask you is. Did you now were you histed or did you did you come out on the duty? Did you um did you volunteer to come on the duty? So I was I was histed for this duty. Okay. So when you got histed, what was your immediate thought? Like were were you were you one of those guys that were like, no or like like what happened with it with that? Like what like, cause like me, I'll never know that feeling because I'm an EAD -er, So like, I literally went to the RS and said, "Hey, I want to be a recruiter," and they were like, "Okay." And then you know, I was on the bag for two months before I went to BRC. So like, I went to BRC knowing ever like 
already knowing what MC3 was, already having NWAs, already having all of those things. So it was very different for me. So I'll never know that feeling of being histed. Um, so how did that feel? How did that moment? Did you know? Did somebody call you and say, hey, bro, you were histed? Like, how did, how did you find out? So um, I can't remember exactly how I found out, but I'm pretty sure it was my math sergeant at the time, Master Sergeant McIntyre. I was like, bro, you got histed. <laughs> he has a little, a little country accent, but he's been on the duty twice. And at first, you know, I had that thought that every other Marine has like, damn, recruiting duty. So it was recruiting duty or drill instructor duty. I know that both are very time demanding. So I gravitated more towards filling out the package for the recruiting duty side. However, I was trying to submit my EOD package at the time, which I only started the process a little bit because I didn't have the score that I needed to lap move into that uh, community. So with that being said, my master at the time was always on me, talking to me about recruiting duty. And he's like, I'm not going to sign off on your EOD package. You're going recruiting duty, bruh. And then was telling <laughs> about the recruiting duty stories that he's had. And I think over time, um, as the days progressed and got closer and I talked to the career planner and found out what BRC class I was going to be in, it started to grow on me. Mm. Because like I said, at the end of the day, um, and Captain Reynolds said, you control your own destiny. So I Bro. feel like the recruiting duty is is helping me out in the long run because time management, like I said before, was something I definitely lacked. And it's, it's helping me now, slowly but surely. But at first, when I found out about it, I was like, oh, no, going on recruiting duty. But yeah. later down the road, as it got closer, I started accepting my, uh, my destiny, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Bro, and now I'm just thankful for that, Mass Art, man. And I, I dig like, like legit, man. That's awesome because all I ever hear from any Marine when I ask, like when I was a staff in COIC and I would have Marines checking in, I'd be like, hey, man, so so what'd you hear about it? Oh, bro, all I've ever heard is this. All I've ever heard is that. And every time I'm on this podcast, I've had 50, this is my 53rd episode right now. Um, and I always ask that same question. Hey, man, what did you hear about the duty before you came out? And everybody's like, bro. Like one of my buddies, Ramos, he was literally on a ship on a mew when he found out he got histed and he had to literally get off the ship, get ready to PCS, get ready to and all of this stuff. And like within like a matter of a month. So like he literally went from deployment to literally like or it was overseas. I can't remember. It was either like overseas or a mew. I'm not sure. But he literally went from deployment to PCSing to BRC. And like that was it. Like and and I was like, well, what did you hear about? And he was like, bro, I was on the ship, and all of my buddies, the staff sergeants and up, were like, oh, bro, you're about to hate your life for the next three years. And but the thing is, like you just said, uh, he had one mass sergeant that was like, listen, bro, drown out all that shit they're telling you because if you want this to be be a positive mental attitude time, if you want this to change your career, it will. It's on you. And Ramos took that advice and he killed it on recruiting duty. And, um, you know, dude did phenomenal out here. And it's, and that's what I think I, I ask everybody like, bro, stop being the person that goes back to the fleet Marine Corps and talks about how shitty this place is, because that's a huge part of the reason why people come out here with piss poor attitudes. Mm -hmm. And, and then the, and then on top of that, it's also in my mind, it's just, 
and I don't know, like I would like you'll never know the truth, but in my mind, the only people who go back to the fleet and say it was the worst three years of my life are the sh- like the are those recruiters who were just who just sucked. Mm-hmm. Like like my buddy Morales, my buddy Morales killed it on the streets. And he does not go out there and say, "Hey, bro, it was the worst three. He does. Does he, now is he real? Does he say to his Marines like, "Yo, dude, it was it was long. It was hard. It was this. It was that." But he talks about what it helped. How did it help him? How did he grow? How did this? How did that happen? And other Marines too. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it. Is like, dude, like just go out there with a winning mentality. Have an understanding that okay, if I I have the control here and i'm the one who's in control of my destiny and control of my life in control of my career um and then i think that would definitely greatly help everybody out so ending this off um do you have any advice for everybody out there uh anybody who's coming on the duty anybody who's about to be embarking on this long illustrious duty yes i do so First things first, keep the positive mental attitude if you're coming out on this duty or any SDA for that reason, because this is your three years to grow on the duty. So you can either sink or swim on this duty, and you should choose to swim, not sink. So with that being said, put in 110% each and every single day and go home, sleep, wake up, do the same thing the next day. You can get meritorious to uh, promote it on this duty, recognized by your district, your RS. And having that uh, that type of commentation and um, spotlight on your fit rep and when you go back to the Fleet Marine Corps is going to help you out in the long run because every meritorious board that comes out, they're going to look at your fit reps and they're going to see like how you did on this duty and it's going to help pave the way for your future. But Use this three years as a stepping stone in your career. Whether you this is your twilight tour and you're getting out, make the most of it, make the best of it. Always get out of the office, go out in the community, go out in the area. I'm in Modesto, California, and it's literally the heart of the Central Valley. So you have Yosemite to the south, Lake Tahoe to the east, and to the west you have San Francisco, San Jose, and up north, you have Sacramento and a few other places out there. But uh, make the best of the duty wherever you go. And in the Marine Corps as well is if you're new to joining the Marine Corps and you just got out of the schoolhouse, you got to your first duty station, what I tell, what I told all my Marines and still continue to tell them is get out of the barracks. And your first duty station is not the Marine Corps. So do not base your first duty. Don't Do not base the Marine Corps off your first duty station. Go experience the world. Get out there. Go to concerts by yourself. Go eat by yourself. It says a lot about it says a lot about a person. You don't always have to go out with people. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to be a social recluse or anything, but yeah. by all means, if you have friends, get get out of the barracks. Don't stay yeah. up in the barracks. And bro, and a hundred percent, bro. And that's so true, man. Like, you know, like ending it on that, like it's such a true statement because I don't know how many marines like I, I try to keep in touch with all the marines that i put in and the other day i i have two marines one one they both joined at the exact same time graduated the exact same high school and one of them is a sergeant and this is in, th- in three years got meritorious promoted to sergeant recently and then the other marine got kicked out 
and was a terminal lance. And and constantly for the whole three years of him being in the Marine Corps, all over Facebook, I hate the Marine Corps, I hate the Marine Corps, I hate the Marine Corps. The other Marine, who is now a sergeant meritoriously promoted, never on social media. And if he was on social media, he was posting pictures of him traveling, pictures of him with his friends. And it's so freaking true. And, you know, now he's going on to this new duty station and he's moving forward. And it and it really goes to show you. And that's one thing like I would always make it abundantly clear to people when I sat down with them and their parents. Like, I'm like, listen, I cannot promise you anything. I can tell you what the Marine Corps can do for you. But the Marine Corps is not going to force feed you anything. If you want travel and adventure, well, then guess what? You got to go and get travel and adventure. If you want educational benefits, then you got to go and take the opportunities to get those educational benefits. If you want leadership traits, if you want all of these things, the Marine Corps cannot give you any of them. And that's the and that's the perfect example right there. When you have two Marines join from the same high school at the exact same time and go comp- two co- totally different paths. You know, and, and then I have a lot of other Marines, you know, that same thing or sergeants. You know, I have I have a bunch of people that I put in that are sergeants now. Um, and it's just crazy to me. Like and that and those are the good times that I think of because I'm like, bro, like that was four years of my life. And now I have Marines that are in the Marine Corps that are literally sergeants. And it freaking feels amazing. Like it feels great to know that that was like if I hadn't walked up to that kid. If I hadn't continued to follow up with that kid, if I hadn't gotten that mother mad at me at eight o'clock at night on a random phone call like that, like the, the Marine that I was just talking about, dude, the sergeant, I literally told that kid he was sitting in my office and he was like, yeah, my mom, he was 17 and he was like, my mom is not going to let me join the Marine Corps. And I was like, so what's going to happen when you go home? And he was like, my mom's going to tell me I'm effing crazy and I can't join the Marine Corps. And he was like, and then my mom's going to start telling me all this stuff about this, this, and this. And, you know, about how if I join the Marine Corps, I'm going to die. So I looked at him and I was like, listen, this is what you do when you go home. He goes, okay. I said, you go home and you tell your mother that you could have died on your way home, but you miraculously made it back because you could have died in your car. So and because I was like, bro, you could die anywhere. Like the house could fall. Da, da, da. So he goes home and he tells his mother exactly what I said. His mother calls me back and she goes, "What the hell are you putting inside of my son's head?" Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Well, am I wrong? Like you're?" I was like, "Ma'am." And now he's a sergeant who, and you know, and now the mom and I see. I still live in the same town, so I see his mom and his mom all the time is just like, "I still hate you for that comment, but thank you so much." <laughs> for doing what you did because now my son's a you know a sergeant in the united states marine corps and i never would have allowed it to happen if it wasn't for you you know and it's it's crazy when you start to see those things and that's why like when you have those negative moments or those negative times it's like you have to think about what the marine corps is allowing you to do like Instead of thinking, oh, wow, I have to do this, think about it, that you get to do it. Like, you get to be the Marine Corps spokesperson. Like, and, and, and what I, what I want to just kind of remind you of is that when you started off with this, you know, in the beginning, one of the things that you had said was, I owe a lot to the Marine Corps. And that's one thing you can always tell about a good recruiter is that they, they're the reason why they are such a good recruiter 
is because they want to give back to the Marine Corps for what the Marine Corps has done for them. And you want to give other people the same opportunities that the Marine Corps has given you. And and I just want to I want to thank you for that, man. I want to thank you for making the time to come on here. Um, thank you so much. Thank you to Captain Reynolds for introducing us and getting me this phenomenal guest. Um, but hey, man, I know that you have a whole bunch of stuff to do. You know, you got to go close out your events. You got to go put your follow ups in and you got to, you know, create some new take ones probably and some cool stuff. But uh, thanks a lot for coming by, man. And I hope you have a great rest of the night and God bless you. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Definitely, man. I'll have you back again.